Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. This is episode 50. Monumental! It's a monumental! New York City! This week on Come Through Queen, we are celebrating our 50th episode, and we've got some on-the-ground scoop from our moments with Erica Jane and The Real Housewives of New York. There are approximately 4,000 shows on right now, and we're going to try to cover as many as possible. That means Drag Race, Atlanta, Potomac, Vanderpump Rules, Southern Charm, Beverly Hills, and Real Housewives of New York. Did we miss any? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and we've got well wishes from um, so many of our loyal correspondents, so we'll try to get to all of those as well. And of course, we'll have our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. All right, so this is it, 50. This is us. This is us, this is 50. You look um, great for 50. 50. <laughs> I can kick. Sally O'Malley. Um, yeah, and it was, weirdly enough, a year ago today that we released our first episode. Yeah, to the date. We didn't plan that on purpose. I got like my little Facebook memory about it. Yeah, this has been like a mishmash week where we've never recorded on a Friday night. Yeah, we're um, literally only doing it because you'll learn about why we did it. Our busy Friday. schedules this week. <laughs> our busy schedules. Um, but before we get to that, we were going to talk about how Come Through Queen came to be. Yeah. So how did it come to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I found like in uh, my work bag a while back our original outline like remember we had we had a meeting a here brain a brainstorming session here yeah months before we actually ever recorded anything yeah what was on that outline uh, that's when we came up with like the freak of the week at least yeah i mean it's pretty much like the format that we follow of like news we had we had the shows we had freak of the week and the one true queen i'm not sure if we actually had like any sort of deep dive aspect mm. um but that was that was it. And what actually motivated us to start recording was when the New York season premiere was premiering. Yeah, that's actually sort of really crazy how that all synced up to be the same day this year again because that never happens it feels like. Yeah, I mean like there was one there was one season that like 
was such a gap between the two seasons. I think it was when they rebooted it mm-hmm. with like Aviva like, yeah. and the new girls. And even the year after that, I think like there's always like Lou getting her contract fixed. Well, I think once Dorinda was on the scene, it was smooth sailing from there on out. His mother knows how to bring it through. She's the glue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. I'm, we're going to actually probably close out the show with New York. We're going to have a lot of so New much... York talk even before we close out the show with True. New York. True. <laughs> um, As y'all know, we always are looking for excuses to discuss Real Housewives in New York. So... Yes. <laughs> 50 <back>. episodes. <laughs> probably 50 mentions of New York. We must have talked about it in every single episode. Yeah. One day when we get an intern, we'll have them... Check on that. An intern? Yeah. Even Sonia has upgraded to an assistant, <laughs> allegedly. Um, so besides like that little mini history of Come Through Queen, we would like to hear your thoughts on like what you like about the show, what you would suggest to improve... So you can email us that. It doesn't require a voice memo or anything. Or even like a... Or a public... Face. <laughs> just kidding we'll yeah. take your public facing comments um yeah i guess this is like officially the end of season one of come through queen are we doing seasons no but like the seasons of our lives seasons of love <laughs> yes um so please let us know and we would like to improve the show to make it more enjoyable for you yeah so brendan you were reporting live from lax well i only spent a few minutes each time at LAX. <laughs> I was reporting live from the Beverly Hilton. Um, I think my voice was... My voice memo explained that. The site of the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce. Oh, yeah. 100th anniversary party. I forgot that you had that voice memo last week. That scary voice memo. It literally feels like I've lived a, a, a full life, life since I last know. week. There, like we, occasionally there's like times between episodes where it feels like we've lived lifetimes. Well, I've... I, like, had a, almost a full week in L.A., yeah. and then I came back. Yeah. So it has been a whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, I was there for a work event, and you'll never guess who performed at said work event. Who performed at said work event? Well, her kitty's like a python. Oh! <laughs> tick, ticking like a time bomb. Uh, is that Erica Jane? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so did you get a chance to actually speak to her? No, but like what I what I do during the event is I'm at the end of the red carpet, like doing social media, mm. and like she sort of came out of nowhere. Usually, like I had a view to like the full carpet, like the left of the carpet, to see who was coming ahead. Mm-hmm. And Erica Jane all of a sudden popped up from the other side and was there in front of me. It was like a really weird like juxtaposition of her and like someone. Out. I think it was like someone from Moonlight or something. And I was like, oh, this is funny. Um, and then. Um, she performs. Yeah. That's the after party. What, what songs did she perform? Okay, so I was standing there, like, having my first drink of the night, and I was talking to someone that I work with, and all of a sudden, from the other room, I hear that song, Pretty Mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Pretty Mess. That she performed at the, like, Bravos last year. <laughs> and I, like, ran, I sprinted, and there was, like, a huge crowd, and, like, these sort of events where it's, like, an open bar and that sort of thing... People sometimes don't get jazzed about, like, a featured performer, mm. but, like, everyone in the room left where they were standing, and all eyes Ran for were the hills. on Erica Jane. The Beverly Hills. So she performed Pretty Mess, um, she performed Expensive, How Many Fucks, and then she did, like, 
she danced to a song that wasn't hers, and now it's escaping me what mm. it was. Perhaps um, like something she's performed on Dancing with the Stars, which I fell off of after the first week, like even bothering to watch her clips. Oh yeah. My, besides that, she did. Besides that, like police number she did. Yeah, my life has been a little too insane. I can't even keep up with all the shows that we're covering at this point. So oh, yeah. it's like hard for me to keep up with a new show. Yeah. Um. But I was like living my life while well, simultaneously like trying to get photos of her to like post to. Yeah, social. like working your life and living your life. Um. At one point when I was like literally living my life. I, someone grabbed my elbow and I looked to my left and it was our CEO. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, she was having a great time too. I don't think Erica Jane was on her radar before Mm -hmm. like she started becoming involved in the event. She introduced us to one of our board members, which was like another thing while I was getting like living my best life. But I heard the next morning someone mentioned that they had run into our CEO and she went out of her way to mention that she's never seen me happier. <laughs> I mean, I definitely would love to catch a Erica Jane live performance. She did. It was perfect because it was only a few of her top hits. It was like a very, not quick, quick performance, but the perfect yeah. amount of time to grab attention and then walk off stage. Yeah. Did, huh. she, did she like stay at the after party or like? I didn't see her. She mm-hmm. might have, but it seemed like she was walking off stage and like, Going up to her room or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So. It's a gig. It's not like. It's a gig. Yeah, she's not there. She's there to work, not yeah, party. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, but let's talk about <laughs> your run-in. R- run-ins. Run-ins. <laughs> this was like a peak moment in my life. <laughs> no, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like so, it's so bizarre. Um, so Alex and I, which if you're tuning into the show after 50 episodes, I'm sure you know who Alex is, boyfriend to the show. Who's Alex? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he, sing, he also sings our theme, theme song, so he should get credit for being part of this show since day one. True. He was going to sing it live tonight, but it's Friday night. <laughs> oh, he's like out getting drunk with um, pop, one time popular girl. Yes. Well, former guest, one time popular girl, Alex She's Churchill. never going to be a guest never on the again. show again. Um... But, yeah, we went to the New York premiere party. Now, first of all, like, we couldn't really make sense of, like, who was throwing this party. Um, Because on, like, the, on the invite, it really seemed like it was Doreen, Lou, Sohn, and Ramona. Because, like, it was there, it wasn't, like, brought to you by, like, Stoli or... Well, I... If I remember correctly in the past, like, sort of paying attention, like, on a vague level to these kind of parties, it does seem like they are, like, tasked with putting them on themselves. And from what I gather, like, it seems to only be, like, New York, New Jersey, and Beverly Hills that has one, have mm-hmm. them. I've mm-hmm. never seen, like, a picture from another premiere party. Yeah, that's true. Um, because usually the step and repeats previously have a, like, like Ramona Singer, Pino Grigio, and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, this step and repeat actually had Bravo on it, and then, like, some other... I don't even remember. I mean, it's it's on I my noticed, pictures in my... Well, I noticed a sponsored alcohol, and I was surprised yeah. when you told me otherwise. Oh, yeah. So, luckily, Alex and I went to a going-away party for someone that he uh, works with, where we were... Which was an open bar event, so we had a few wines going into this. This was a cash bar. <laughs> and also with, like, two bartenders, people, like, mobbing the bar. 
it was a painful experience. If you're, if I've never been invited to an event like this in my professional career. In your New York life. That was a cash bar, I don't think. Yeah. Unless like we didn't have like a wrist, I didn't see wristbands. I didn't see anything signaling otherwise. Was there not like a VIP area? There was a VIP area. This VIP area was the smallest VIP area you've ever seen. Did it have a bottle service at least? Because that's what surprised me when you advertise like, when you have a liquor sponsor that's on the step and repeat, usually it's an open bar. There might have been a bottle service, but honestly, the, the the VIP area was like the size of my couch. Like, the couch in my ottoman. <laughs> it was, like, nothing. And I will say, like, his couch isn't a huge couch. Yeah, it's not, like, a love seat, but it's not, like... It's not, like, a big... It's not a big, it's like, like L-shaped... couch, yeah. yeah. Um, it's comfy, but it's not, like, a big... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, so Though I never sit here when I'm here. There when I'm here. Yeah, you, do, you don't. You like to sit in the, the troll corner. Yes. Uh, but anyway, while we're getting drinks, like, Ramona... Is like getting angry at, about the service because it's like taking everyone so long to get drinks. So she's like jumping back there, like yelling at them, grabbing bottles and like pouring people drinks. Did it you was, get a drink from Ramona? No. So actually, what I'm going to do to try to add some structure to this and move it along is rank my experiences from uh, best to worst. Least to best. Oh, least to best? Okay. No, actually, best to worst might yes, be better because like. Yeah. A surprise. Um, okay. So Alex helped me with this a little bit because I originally ranked it one way and then he's like talked some sense into me because we both kind of got oh, too no. drunk to remember yeah. everything. Um, did you take a cab home or did you take this up? Oh, no, we took a cab. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Uh, we both agreed, despite uh, some news that came out this past week, in, in spite of it, Luann is... So charming in person. It's unbelievable. That's not surprising. She was wearing like this little fur, like cover up thing, wearing bridal white. <coughs> um, Tom was there, and like, I see the appeal of Tom. You thought Tom was sexy? He's like an attractive man. Um, and she was talking to us about her like side projects coming up. She brought up the fact that like how Bravo did that special on her. And she was the first housewife to ever uh, get that. And the fan response was so great. Cause they got to learn about her uh, like stuff. They never knew about her. She talked about how she, her former life as a nurse. It was re- like, it was actually a long conversation that we had with her. <laughs> And we got a great picture with her as well, which is... Have you released it yet? The Lou one is posted... Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think we... What did... Oh, no. Alex posted the picture with Dorinda and John. And Everyone I thought Dorinda was Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we thought it was just like one of our dumb friends, but then multiple, multiple people. people. <laughs> yes. And then I posted a picture with Carol, but we did take a picture of uh, with Luann. Maybe we'll post that one on Come Through Queen. Um, we never end up posting anything that we say we're going to post. No, but this one, this one is like on my phone sitting and waiting. Um, um, so she is a delight. Number two. Number two. Uh, we both agreed. Hannah. <laughs> Hannah was there and was a delight. Like, I feel like it's hard to be a child of these women. Yes. Um, and... 
she had like a poor response her first season and then probably made the decision to like bow out of it a little bit. Is she coming back this season? Uh, we didn't ask her, but really that would be the first thing I would ask. Maybe I didn't want to like put pressure on her. Like maybe <laughs> she like doesn't. It's already in the can. It's in the can. I don't know. Uh, but she was just like so much fun and like so excited to talk to us and take a picture with us. And she has a nice, fun, like short bob. Oh, I've seen that on Snapchat. Yeah. If Delilah Bell and Amelia Earhart or whatever deserve <laughs> get confessionals, and I think Hannah should get. Oh, Hannah. Definitely deserves a confessional. We've never gotten a child confessional in New York. No, we have. Avery has done it. Oh, yeah, but not like a traditional one. No, I think she's done it recently. No, she was like brought to the side. Well, I'm thinking, you're mentioning the early years. Didn't she have one like last season or something? Or am I dreaming this up? Like, this is your weird fan fiction. You're not not a true scholar. Shut up. Okay. So Hannah was number two. Okay. Okay. Alex corrected me on this. Originally, I had Carol next, but actually, Sonia was really funny in real life. She brought up like this Real Housewives ranking, how she's in the top 10. Mm-hmm. It's her and the LA girls. If it's the, t- the ranking that I'm thinking of, I didn't agree with a ton <laughs> of that ranking. No, I think Sonia should be up there, but that, that's the ranking that. Just because they were too lazy, ranked all of the Dallas girls like mm. second to last because of whatever. When Dallas is fucking canon, yeah, especially like the, it's not like all Dallas girls are made the same. Yeah, and Dallas is my second favorite franchise. Yeah, we are. all right. <laughs> but Sonia was nice. She took a picture with us. Blah blah. Okay, then I would say Dorinda and Carol were kind of like both uh, close to each other. The experiences. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you. This is the second time I've met and, take, and like seen Dorinda and talked to her in person. And I kind of enjoyed her a little bit more during the New Jersey party. But that, that's probably the case because this, that, was, that wasn't her event. Right. This event, I, we actually felt really bad because she was getting mobbed more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. So like, it was obviously like, and I can't hold it too much against her that like I didn't have as much fun with her this time. But she was, like, really getting mobbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while we were talking to her, John, like, s- like came over. And then, like, Alex got so lit up over him. Like, oh my God. I had me take a picture of the three of them. I could, like, imagine, <laughs> like, knowing Alex, I can imagine, like, what his body language would be. Like, he, like, flailing he his arms. He gets, like, lit. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, that was pleasant. And Carol, we, like... You know, I just feel like I've turned a corner on Carol. Like, I was a little over her last season. Mm-hmm. But, like, due to her, like, outspokenness and, like, social justice warrior-ness, like, I'm back on Team Carol. And that's the sisterhood to watch this season. Yes. Doreen, which we're, we'll get... I mean, they had a great scene this first episode. And I read an interview... They both have been giving interviews about each other about how their friendship has gotten closer. Mm, I like that. Which is what I've been waiting for. But the... I mean, like, we, we got a picture with her. That's the one I posted... And, like, we didn't talk that long to her, but I do have to say she is, like, stunning in person. Mm. It, like, real like, in person is where she shines, I would say. Um, she was wearing, like, a leather It's probably how she thing. looked at him. Well, when we saw it, like, when I saw the two of them interacting, I was like, now I see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see it, like, on the show, but right. I see it in person. Like, it makes sense to me. And then <laughs> Ramona <laughs> is last. So, 
I'm not the type to like run up to these women and ask for pictures or do anything. But the person who invited Alex and me to this event, like wanted to make sure that we got pictures with everyone because she knew that we were super fans. Right. And she like asked Ramona <laughs> to take a picture with us and she was like, no. <laughs> That's... And I was actually fine with it. <laughs> like I, I mean, I've met, I've interacted with her in person, like yeah. at an event where I had to escort her somewhere. Yeah, and I was extra nice to her, and she still was so weird. Yeah, I mean, I already talked about her being behind the bar and like acting all crazy and like yelling at everyone, and it's really the case that like she is always the Ramona we know. Like, it right. doesn't ever turn off. Right. Um, so, I appreciate that. And I don't mind that we didn't interact with her at all, besides just seeing her behind the bar. Um, so, what you're saying is that, like, basically all of them were really nice, and then there was... Then there was <laughs> yeah. I do just want to mention, lastly, that there were a lot of, like, other people there of note. Harry Dubin was there <laughs> <laughs> with a woman who was not Aviva or Sonia. Jeff Lewis was there. Which ended up, he was on Watch Happens Live later that night. Bethany, nowhere to be seen. Wasn't Andy there? And wasn't Tansley and- there? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be doing a lot of that this season. Okay. So, we actually talked to Tinsley last. She was, like, last on the bucket list. Because obviously, like, we don't, like, what are we going to talk about? You know? Um, I mean, it is a city between rivers. A city between rivers. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of those secrets are about her. But also, we talked to her last in the night. So by that point, I was already, like, on my travels to the moon. <laughs> so, like, both Alex and I don't really remember what we talked to her about. Besides Alex lying and saying that he watched her show ten years ago. He didn't? No. Does she have a book out that he's maybe read? I don't think so. Mm. Uh, and then also there was that woman who's like always in the background that sort of looks like Jill Zarin's mom with like the short black hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's always in the background. Whenever they whenever they make fun of Ramona's birthday parties yes. for being the same every year, they always, always show, show that woman. Yes. That woman was at this she event. She looks like Liza Minnelli a little yes, bit. Liza yes. with a Z. Yes. <laughs> I, we rode the elevator up with her into oh the God. event. Did you introduce her and say that you're a big fan? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Like, because New York doesn't really do Friends of the Housewives a lot, mm-hmm. unless it's, like, Luann on her probation period, I, like, have affinity for, like, some of those background players that we never see. Like, her. Yeah. Joni. And then that woman who's in the trailer who, um... Alex McCord and Ramona wore white to her wedding, mm-hmm. and she was in a lot of that season too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've like I've affection for them, and they are like less big of players <laughs> than like like Eden Sassu. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, but yeah, John was there, and there were probably other people that I, don't, I like. I'm forgetting at this point, but this has gone on long enough. It was truly a moment that I will always remember. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you have, like, a live report from somewhere, it always, like, you go into a lot of detail. I mean, I feel like this is worth talking about more than, like, specific scenes. Like, you've seen the episode. Yeah. It's, I'm coming yeah. through with some interesting <laughs> on the on the ground perspective. Yeah, it's, like, more interesting than, like, what we're going to have to say about, like, Potomac. Yeah, true, true. Um, shall we move on? Yeah. What are we moving on to? We're going <laughs> to... Like, okay, so, so like, even though... <laughs> 
we mostly oh, yeah. talk about reality. We just wanted to put a little nip in oh, Big yes. Little Lies. And we have uh, some thoughts from longtime listener, longtime caller, Neely P. Yes. And she is referencing the fact that she's calling a second time. We're going to hear back from her later during Beverly Hills. She sent multiple calls. Yes. Yes. So this is technically her second call, but the first that you'll be hearing. <laughs> so let's take a listen. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brendan. It's Neely P. again. I did just have one other important, like, wrapping up everything announcements to tie into the Big Little Lies finale. Um, you did your um, Jersey Shore deep dive a few weeks ago, and I don't know how we didn't discuss that we as if I'm part of this, but, like, the things that I am, but I don't know how you didn't bring up that Polly D. has a daughter named Amabella. Um, I've never heard that name before, only on this ridiculous um, show, and now apparently also in the Jersey Shore world, there is an Amabella. Let's hope that child is not, um, you know, facing the poor troubles that our little sweet Amabella was facing on Big Little Lies. But um, yeah, just thought that I would let you guys know. All right, bye. Uh, Amabella. (laughs) Um, Neely... Dan and I actually did talk about this offline, and we're sorry we didn't loop you into the conversation. I know. Actually, like I had full <laughs> intentions on discussing this on the show. Um, um, we, we just wanted to tell you, you are a part of this. Yes. You all are a part of this, but you particularly, Neely. Um, big Little Eyes. Okay. Beautiful finale. The ending was stunning. I can't stop thinking about it. Like, at all. And oh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the finale for some reason... Get a life. Get a life and <laughs> mute this for a couple... Like, a, a minute or two. Um, but despite the fact that I spoiled it for myself, it was still a very enjoyable experience. That last... The last scene... The waves? The last two scenes, but, like, the way they combined yeah, them yeah, yeah, was, yeah. like, so stunning. And those women taking on the patriarchy mm. and killing a rapist... Yeah. It was weird. I mean, like, I thought it was weird when I read the Wikipedia aspect and then seeing it in person was a little weird. How, like, Bonnie got roped into it since she was such, like, a side character. I heard there was a lot more... In the book? In the book about her past. She's a sexual assault survivor. Yes, 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 So that makes a lot more sense that she was the one, right? I know, but in the show... In the show, they didn't really explain that. It seems so out of place. I read an article today that friends of the show, Chris Carlin, sent me today about Mm. how, like, they sort of did her character dirty in the show. Yeah. And it, like, was especially troubling because it was the only woman of color on the main cast. So it's just like... Yeah. let's, Let's do better. But... Um, I had guessed that he was the person back when they had the flashbacks. The flashbacks, yeah. I mean, it it seems pretty him. obvious. <laughs> yeah. People were saying they, everyone was getting convinced that, um, what's his name? Uh, Ed? Ed was the person because he was being a little creepy towards the daughter and Bonnie. But I also yeah, but- heard that that wasn't a case at all in the book. Like, oh, okay. They added that red herring in the show. Okay. I see that. But, yeah. like, also, like, it looked like two different humans. Right. But, like, we're hearing it from her perspective. Like, it's like a fla- it's a flashback, but it's a flashback that happens yeah. in her mind. So, you, yeah. like, you never know. But also, like, Ed was creepy in, like, a losery way. I thought not in, like, a threatening way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but, um, 
I don't want a second season. No, justice for no second season. But my idea is that if they wanted to give us a taste of those characters again on HBO, they could do a special episode <laughs> of High Maintenance where the women go on a girl's trip to New York City and they need to score some pot, so it can be called Big Little Highs. Got it, HBO. You can take that idea. Send me a check. It's like the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's move on to what we actually just watched this Friday night, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, God! <sighs> well, we do have to serve episode two some justice first. Justice for James Mansfield. Not justice for James Mansfield. My mother. That is my mother. And can I say, Dan and I are on this pool, and he called my picks weak his pick have our his picks have already gone away <laughs> well one pick has gone away but yeah who, um, who are your other picks uh alexis and nina well nina, both, i think they're both gonna last for a while yeah maybe not alexis as much but we are valentina Ooh, super fans. yes we are valentina super fans we didn't see her coming yeah because her intro look looked a little like crusty pageanty boring yeah me. she's also like really attractive when she's out of drag yeah boy not, and girl but not in a beret yeah the beret look is a little it, like makes her look crazy but like when she has her hair down and she's living her life it's just like where did you come from yeah we should all move to east la that's where she lives in east la yeah Mm-mm. that's why she knew about azusa <laughs> yeah also <laughs> like azusa's become a running thing on rupaul's drag race because of adore Oh, I thought I, the only reason I like really knew about it is because of Sheena Marie. Oh yeah, but adores from Azusa. <laughs> okay, right. Um, I think what we should touch on before we get into the rest of like the episode we just watched, mm-hmm. Bianca Del Rio and Candice Cameron Bure have been feuding. Oh my god! So I'll sort of lay it out in what's been happening. Yes, what is, give us the lay of the land. The first shot was <laughs> fired, not really fired, but. Candace Cameron Bure posted an Instagram photo of herself wearing a shirt that said, Not today, Satan. Because Candace Cameron Bure is Christian and probably just assumed that that was like... Yeah, she's a god warrior. She's a god warrior. Bianca Del Rio got wind of this. Because this is her signature line. Yeah. And Bianca posted on Instagram and I guess tagged Cameron... Candace. Um, <laughs> and she said... Cameron, comma, Candace. <laughs> Bianca said, if only this homophobic Republican Ooh. knew dot, 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 dot. Um, Candace commented on the post. Read the comment. And wrote, at the Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> the Bianca Del Rio. Why do you have to be so nasty to me? You don't know me or my heart. I'm not homophobic and always sad when people think otherwise. Loving Jesus doesn't mean I hate gay people or anyone. You send a bunch of hateful people to my page writing horrible things. I hope next time you'll spread love and kindness, even when you disagree with people. Sending you love and wish you all the best. Truly, Candace. Love and light, bitch. Um, and then Bianca posted that. And this is where I'm like, I don't know what your angle is, Bianca. She said... Her response! It was in all caps. Sorry. Like a new, this is a new post? It's a new screenshot, a new Instagram from Bianca of the response. And it was her response with clapping emojis at Candace Cameron Bure, hashtag live your life, hashtag love Jesus, hashtag Republican pride, and then devil emoji. I feel like she could have done better. 
Well, yeah, because she's known for being like a funny drag queen. Yeah. Um, I will say a couple things. Candace Cameron Bure's brother, Kirk Cameron, is actually really homophobic. Yeah. Um, she has also said some shitty things about like letting bakers or whatever not cook a cake for <laughs> for a gay couple. Oh my god! What if a baker doesn't cook a gay cake for Alex's birthday? I'll cook you. I'll bake you a cake. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> um. So like, it's what Bianca's claiming isn't that far off. No matter what Candace Cameron Bure thinks for herself, I think it's a dumb but amusing feud that falls into our wheelhouse. Yeah, perfectly in our wheelhouse. Um, before we move on to this week's episode, I do want to quickly say, I thought James did a better lip sync than Kimora. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Cause like she, and I'm not the only one. I've had multiple discussions <laughs> with people. Who are these people? Multiple discussions. Name with names. That believe, uh, Is that James, believe a person? No. <laughs> that believe James like performed for the song. Whereas Kamora was just doing a generic, sexy lip sync for your life. Like, if there was ever a, a song for James to shine, this was it. So that's sad for James. I, well, <laughs> I know, but like, I thought she she did it justice. I don't know. But you think Kamora did it well? No, but James was not giving 100% at all. Not even close. I feel so bad. For this whole James situation. I hope that, like... I'm sorry that you're not going to get any more points from her. <laughs> but I do feel like, like, the fans are embracing her a little bit. Like, there's been, like, a few James memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, normally the first one that's kicked off, like, you don't even remember who it is. Right. Okay, we can move on. I know you don't want to talk about James anymore. <laughs> okay, so this week was, like, such a bizarre challenge. Oh, my God, the weirdest challenge. And let's just get to the challenge. The challenge was they had to create a princess character and they also had to create like her sidekick like how flounder is the little mermaid's sidekick and for some reason like six of the queens thought it was specifically an underwater princess they had to create yeah but like the runway of this was so bizarre because i thought they were gonna have to create costumes for two different characters Mm. but no they had to like do an animated well i thought the image that they showed previewing this challenge Gave a clue as to what this is going to be. Right. I guess, I guess you didn't like for some reason, take it for what it was. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that was like, oh, like a cutesy little thing just to show there. And it would be something even more like um, the Hello Kitty challenge. Yeah. I guess also we should quickly say, if you haven't watched this episode, obviously we're going to be talking about who got kicked off. So you may want to skip ahead a little bit. Right. Um, but. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to say about the runway. I thought. Some of the choices for the tops were weird. Like, I thought Nina Bonina would be on the top, definitely. Yeah. I even thought, like... Sasha Valore. Sasha Valore. I even thought, like, Charlie was stronger than some of the top people. Or more memorable to me. Um, She had that little, like, British... Oh, like a little little British grandma. Yeah. And she sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire when she was talking. Yeah. I... Yeah. It's... This was just such a weird challenge. Yeah, but... It's hard when there's so many queens, too. It feels like it's, like... It's, like, rapid fire, and then Mm -hmm. also, like, 20 minutes long. Right. Um, And we did have the moment I wanted to touch on, because it's become sort of a thing 
like current events are becoming part of these reality shows in a lot oh. bigger ways. I feel like yeah. in recent seasons. So this season talked this episode they talked about the pulse shooting, which had happened right like before, weeks. which I think is a downfall for Drag Race. The fact that they record like in July mm-hmm. and air the show in April, right? Because like, like even the pulse episode for Vanderpump Rules was like. Oh, so long ago. Yeah, I feel like a um, month or two ago. But it was just, it was, I thought the way it was done in Drag Race was, it was really well done. Um, they talked about, like, some of them have been, like, yeah. performers at that club and that sort of thing. But I think it's so interesting that, like, more and more we're seeing, like, these current events that we're all dealing with, like, bleed into reality shows that we usually use for escapism. Yeah. And it's happening in New York now, now that we're like going to be talking about politics. Yeah. In New York. yeah, yeah and yeah. Vanderpump Rules, it happened. Mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules. I mean, we'll, we can talk when we get to the thing, but like I was crying listening to Lisa Vanderpump talk about it. In oh the my reunion. God. <laughs> uh. um, Valentina, I think could have won again. She should have won, but reality shows wouldn't have let that happen. Yeah. Because then it'd be like, Oh, well she's going to win the whole show if she wins twice in a row like like it's actually harder to win the first few weeks because you're competing against so many people right like when there's like five people it's like well you got a pretty good shot of winning yeah it's hard to stand out but um the winner trinity k i keep on wanting to say trinity k bonet trinity taylor (laughs) that's Uh, her name right yeah i think so Um, she won a two thousand dollar casper gift card which seems to be an interesting gift choice. Use how much is a Casper mattress? Well, if you listen to what's the tea, it ranges from like eight hundred to like a little over a thousand, I think. So, what are you going to buy? Like multiple mattresses? Who knows? It's always good to have more. Just <laughs> outfit a whole house of Casper <laughs> ma- mattresses. Um, Maybe they really wanted to cover her. Unless you have anything else about Drag Race, I have one Drag Race related thing to mention. We should definitely move on after your thing. Yes, but it's worth noting. Note it. Little Mix just filmed a new music video. Despite the fact that No More Sad Songs just hit the Vivos very recently. And you should check that out if you haven't already. But my favorite song from the album, Power, is getting a video featuring Alaska, Willem, Courtney Act. The AAA girls. The three sisters. And also Little Mix's moms as well. Um, I feel like this is going to be a great summer smash hit just for <laughs> Little Mix, RuPaul's Drag Race. Finally, Jade was able to get the girls in. Maybe it'll be like, uh, like a makeover from All Stars 2, a very similar kind of feel because it was all of their moms. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We'll see. Um, Justice for Detox. I feel like Detox has more of a connection with Jade than the others do. True. But like, she's not part of a... A little click anymore. Rolaska talks. <laughs> that, that means like Roxy has to get involved. <laughs> my name is Roxy Andrews. Um, so is it time to move on.org? To Potomac, yeah. My God, we, have, we still have six shows to go. Well, the good thing is I didn't have time to watch Potomac. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other good thing is like, I'm not that invested in Potomac, but I did make an effort for you. Some of you guys like drag me to the pits for not watching potomac season one i did watch the first episode last year and then fell off but i made it through like five or six episodes and i have to say like the first few are slow a slow burn and then when you get to bethany beach Mm -hmm. 
is when it like really picks up. Yeah. <laughs> like the little kitty beds. <laughs> I mean, like, it's so mortifying how Ashley brought those girls to that house. And then what's his name showed up? Oh yeah, I'm not up to that yet, but I saw in the previews. <sighs> he like in a way reminds me of PK. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. But not as terrible as PK. Right. But like they ooh, they always like make out in public, the two of them. But um Well also like the girl who got kicked off was making out like a fiend with her Jewish Oh Katie. Potential fiance. Katie. Yeah. But for this episode, I don't understand how like some series put the new girl in the intro and some series don't. Like wasn't Tinsley in the intro for New York. She was in the intro, but not in the not in the episode. episode. And this and the new girl in Potomac was not in the episode and not in the intro. It's really weird. It, this is like a Catherine Edwards, except no, Catherine wasn't. I don't know. Catherine Edwards like came in like episodes, episodes later. But remember how like Aviva was like snatched out of right. some intros, and was Sonia in her first intro of the first episode she was on because she came in mid-season mid season season three. Oh, i think she was in her first episode because they like introduced her then they like went off and did that like montage with yeah her. yeah yeah that was a good episode um but quickly giselle's a star she's well, yeah. definitely the star of the show just as much as karen would like to i mean word on differ. the street is she's still the word on the street she's still the word on the street um sharice i thought was very desperate well you didn't see the episodes you don't even know what's going on um Interestingly enough, episode one of Potomac, they had a Watch What Happens Live flashback, which I don't recall ever seeing on oh, a Real Housewives show. What was the flashback? Of of Giselle Star on Watch What Happens Live, like calling Sharice out on having like a side boyfriend, despite her like husband in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. So that's like a major plot point of the beginning of the season of why they don't get along. And a first. Um... Has Atlanta never had one, like a close your legs to married men one? We should check. Oh that. yeah, that's probably true. They probably showed something like that on Atlanta at some point. Or like go to bed wig. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because that pops up like everywhere. That'll pop up in like a watch what happens live montage of like great moments and stuff. So you never know like when you're watching it. It's like um, of chocolates. A big plot point is Ashley and her husband's Australian restaurant failing business. which I kind of like like I like that plot point it's like kind of like Verna Pump rules it's like Darby flops <laughs> instead Wait. oh yeah 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 but it's like bar one that's very similar yeah, yeah, yeah. too I, and then the other thing was uh, Ashley who I would say is like the second star of the show after Giselle was participating in some sort of like dancing with the stars of Potomac competition which was really that was sad also an atlanta plot point yeah that's where <laughs> kim met troy sad uh so i think that that's my qu- very quick under two minutes potomac recap okay speaking of atlanta let's talk about atlanta because i think the biggest news out of atlanta is we are getting a history making four Ooh. part reunion and the trailer looks insane yeah i was shook to my core Four parts. Never have we ever. Do you think it's too much? Not from what we've heard. <laughs> I know, but like, but like in the principle of watching television, like we're at the end of the season and like it's time for the season to wind down so that... Well, I wonder what, what they're going to do because there's been times when they have multi, multi-part reunions where it's like... Same night? Not same night, like a Sunday, a Thursday, and then a Sunday. Yeah, or like a Sunday, then a Monday. Yeah. 
Hopefully, because... But also still, like, come on. (laughs) It's like, I I think two parts is a perfect. And then three parts of, like, stuff is really going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one part is when you're done dirty, like Dallas. (laughs) Yeah, fucking justice for Dallas. They had more to talk about. Someone literally on Dallas threatened to gut their (laughs) cast member like a fish. Um, But the 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 clip from the reunion looks so insane they, at one point they all run off like they're all running off to different parts of like dressing rooms and stuff like that and Andy's in with Candy Andy and Candy and Candy's might be yelling at Andy and he says something like Good. oh I'm shocked <laughs> like Andy has never been this part this much a part of the drama since like mm. Jersey season 2 yeah when Judice beat him up I still can't believe she's a cast member <laughs> after her behavior. Um, but this week's episode, we had it was mostly OLG, um, and they were talking about how like Bertha is the Beyonce of OLG oh rather God. than Mama Joyce. But when Mama Joyce had her entrance montage, I was like Michelle Visage finger waving to the heavens. I really want them to do. An old lady gang rules. rules. Yes. <laughs> why? Are, why isn't there like a rules franchise? Well, there's gonna be. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, other than that, Kenya and Sheree, I like that they're sisters. I can't wait for next week with Sheree Chateau Sheree. Yeah. I watched the house tour on um, BravoTV.com. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful, but it looks like it might just all be for show and once the cameras yeah. leave they'll take well, it all away it's kind of like when Teresa was throwing house parties yeah um just empty rooms apollo's fiance is a star oh my god fucking hi, queen Hand hi ladies Hand Get, an apple. no a peach a peach <laughs> oh, my fruits um but yeah i mean like this was a good Episode before finale. I mean, the finale looks insane. Can I talk about bscott.com? Oh, yeah. So, late breaking news, and like four people tagged us in this. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Sources exclusive. T- Sources <laughs> exclusively tell bscott.com that Phaedra Parks was not given her pickup letter, parentheses, renewal papers, to return to season 10 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Everyone was given the renewal papers, and Phaedra didn't get Including Cynthia. Yeah, she (laughs) got caught in so many treacherous lies this season that even the producers, including Andy, had had enough. She even brought fake divorce papers into the reunion to prove a point. No one knows when she's telling the truth about anything anymore. Our sources also say that Phaedra tried to blame the lesbian lie she fed Portia Williams on producer Carlos King, which might have something to do with why he won't be back to work. Um, <laughs> crazy. And then it mentioned Cynthia will be back, and then Nene and Kim will be returning, but not as full-time cast members. Which doesn't sound right. Something sounds wrong with this. If they're returning at this point, they I think they want each. a Trump check. Well, they can probably get a Trump check without doing all the work. I don't know about Kim that. Already, Kim still has that show that keeps on being renewed. And I know. I can't make sense of that. Nini is like at least doing fashion, please, in LA. Which she does well on that, actually. Yeah, it's fine. Um, is that it for Atlanta? Yeah, so R.I.P. Right, Phaedra. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know. She's a star. And like we've had reports of people leaving and not coming back. And look at Megan King Edmonds. I know, but this one seems different. And like... 
all of the drama from the reunion and Candy yelling at Andy. That seems like the moment when Phaedra... Okay, we'll see. All right, let's take a quick break and we're going to be back with... Vanderpump Rules. And Southern Charm. The kids. (laughs) All right, it's time for some pump rules. Did it rule, Brendan? It ruled, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will preface this by saying I watched Pump Rules when I got in Monday night around 11.30 after a full day of flying. Mm. So. You weren't well. I was not well. Um, okay. So, the I mean, the first big takeaway was the fact that Schwartzy was, like, prime seating. Mm-hmm. But, like, seating doesn't matter as much on Pump as it does on, like, a housewife show, as we've discussed in the past. Yeah, I don't think they think about it as much. But it also wasn't at Sir for the first time. Yeah, because there's a whole army of these, these kids. Young people. But I also, if I were Andy, I would give... Schwartz prime seating mm-hmm. too, just to be closer, just to be closer. But he was sitting next to Lisa. Well, Lisa thinks more highly of Tom Schwartz than she does like most anyone. She mm-hmm. lets him fuck up more than she lets anyone fuck. Yeah. Up. Uh, the other big point of the intro was when Andy forgot to say hi to Kristen. I was screaming at the top of my lungs that all the windows in my apartment broke, and they had to put new ones in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. Love Kristen, but I like when she's treated done dirty. Yeah, done dirty by uh by Lisa or Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, well, I thought it was funny when like Lisa was saying that Schwartzy and Katie didn't need to get a prenup, but. Sheena and Shay should have. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, agreed. Um, also, like I mentioned previously, I cried during when Lisa oh, was talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. Orlando. And Tom was crying too. I know. Um, <clears throat> that'll actually, actually, that'll be something, this is sort of an aside, but that'll be interesting to see how they deal with it this next year because the LA Pride was turned into a resistance march instead mm-hmm. of a parade. Mm-hmm. So, like, will Lisa march? Something to look Probably forward to, not. kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did like a little bit of the behind the scenes from that episode of Tom saying how Katie was texting and how Tom and Ariana were acting during Pride. And Katie looked so stupid during this argument. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Katie always looks so stupid, though. I mean, P would probably beg to differ because he's a Katie Maloney super fan for Is some reason. Is that still a thing or do we convince him of otherwise? I don't know. But, like, she's so tone deaf. Like, and Tom and Ariana, like, explaining themselves. I was, like, the big, the, I was, like, cheering Ariana on. Never could I have imagined this day. She's, like, she used the word cisgender, which is, like... Like, it's woke Ariana, but I appreciate it more than I would have in previous seasons. <laughs> she, I don't know, like, did she get, like, an advisor? Did she get a training from someone? She's so good all of a sudden. <laughs> well, I think we're at a time, like, it's, this This is gonna be my, like, weird thought about it. I think we're at a time where we appreciate, like, these reality stars being, turn off your phone, oh being a little more, like intelligent especially if these issues are going to come up but she doesn't always 
a lot of times when she acts like this, it comes across like so pretentious. Right. And it's not coming off pretentious anymore. What did she do? What did she do? I don't fix? know. I don't know. I'm just like so mesmerized by it. <laughs> I'm like, if if you dig past into our 50 episodes, like we were singing a very different tune this time last year. Oh, we've always been anti-Ariana. Since like she joined the show when she was like pretending to hide from the cameras by covering her face with her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, the three witches looked so mean attacking Lala. I'm still on the witches the, of WeHo side. I thought also Lala came across well during this. First of all, she didn't look like she landed from Mars like she did last year at the reunion. Rocket number nine, <laughs> take off to the planet. She looked so good, both mentally and beautifully. Yeah, and there was there was a thing like James was funny. James, was, it's like everyone that we were rooting against came across. Amazing. Maybe they like watched themselves and learned from it. I know, but people like these reality stars normally don't do that. True. It's really jarring. Um. Yeah. When <laughs> when James was admitting that he like got with Kristen in order to get on the show. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Other than that. Preview of next week with Stassi's brother. Oh, my God. First of all, what mother would let this child on the show? Do you think they'll do a spinoff of Vanderpump Rules with the brother? I pray not. Like, Vanderpump Rules Jr.? <laughs> like, Masterchef Jr.? Yes. <laughs> they all have to, like, work at a bar and mix cocktails. <laughs> or, like, a lemonade stand. <laughs> um, but we should talk about the actual spinoff that's happening. Uh, oh, yeah. This... So popped up on your Facebook? I'm in a weird group that I'm not going to name because I think those groups have like weird things about them. I oh got, yeah, they might like come and like hunt down our address and kill us or something. Right, yeah. I got added into it. and But like these kind of groups, like they, you get little tidbits. So like I got a notification that my friend had liked to post and I got, I like clicked into the post and it was a title card. A blurry title card yes. for Vanderpump Rules, Jax and Brittany take Kentucky. Which, I'm not loving the branding on this. Too close to Kardashians. Well, not so much that. I just don't like, like, that has the Vanderpump Rules I think it's name like supposed to give it. it, like, legitimacy. I know, but, like, Bethany Ever After, Tardy for the Party, like, let it live and breathe on its own. This is sort of more like when they do, like, Real Housewives of Ooh, Atlanta, Candy, like Candy's Ski Trip <laughs> But It's like, but, they've given her so many spinoff chances. I know, like, I know. what the fuck? For some reason, I don't know. Though, re- oh, sorry, we're talking about Give that. it to OLG, though, yeah. is what we want. Uh, but the one thing I do like about that little discovery that you made is I love the title card of, like... This whole, like, army of people. Like, how it's they do like, the army of people on Vanderbump Rules. Yeah, it's emulating Vanderbump Rules, but, like, in a field. and With, like, shovels. a hay bale. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, Jax is, like, wearing a suit in the field. I feel like we broke this before, like, any other news organization. <laughs> not, not this tonight. Like, no, no, I know. I was laughing at you referring to us as a news organization. Well, on Facebook, our group is, like, media slash news. That's the classification. Like us on Facebook. We are considering 
changing it into a group to be more interactive in the yeah. future. Tell us what you think. Or is like maybe that'll be a supplement. Like you go to you like this for all the news and what's going on, and then the group you could just be a little crazy troll. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that. Should we move on to Ba-ba-doo. which was missing in this episode? Yeah. I don't know why they didn't have the intro. I hope this is not a permanent thing. But they, I maybe it was due to the fact that they, I, the Southern Charm editing, Chef kissing his fingers. I love it. We closed off last season with like someone whispering to Chef about like oh, is yeah. Landon going to admit like that, that she she's slept with, with Tom yeah. Thomas Ravenel. This season we open with Landon and Thomas Ravenel. Going on a little stroll, and like Thomas Ravenel, seemingly not quite proposing to Landon, but like wanting to officially date her. Maybe are you in any way attracted to Thomas no, Ravenel? No, no. I could see it a few years ago. I just don't get why this person, and I'm not trying to be ageist, ageist at all, I'm, but like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me why he's hanging out with all these young little folks. Well, we get a scene later in the episode where he's hanging out with, like, a literal child in a, like, Was somewhat it? sexual way. Oh. Like, when they were at the horse farm. It was, like, a young blonde girl. Oh, no. I don't, I don't remember that. Okay. But anyway, that, that scene, like, creeped me. I couldn't tell if he was, like, friends with this girl or, like, trying to date her or what was going on. But mentor. Can um, I just say, this show is depressing. I know. But before we get to the depressing part, I just want to say that the three months cut ahead, I love that. Oh, I love whenever they I play with time. I love that. Oh, my God. Play with time. <laughs> Please. Give me a timestamp. Give me... Set, send me in the future. Blast me off to the past. I, I, one thing that It's I, like last week's episode where that was cut crazy on, <laughs> on Come Through Queen, where we were just... <laughs> cutting and pasting. Well, I always love a season premiere, and they do this in Jersey a lot, where yes, they'll... Yes. They'll show us an explosive fight, then bring us back. Yes. Take us, and take show us, us to how the fight. we got there. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, the depressing part. The whole Catherine stuff is just so, like t- almost too depressing. It's almost like it's almost too dark for me to ever want to seek out and watch. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, but let me just mention a few things. First of all, I remember when like they were filming this and reporting on the filming of it, and like Catherine was maybe not even going to be on the show. Meanwhile, she was in rehab and meanwhile this is episode one, and she is the star of the show. Mm-hmm. When she calls Craig and Nomi, and it's like, hi, I'm back. Like IRL troll. Loving it. And then like when we get that scene where she's like, it looks like she's going to Lizzie Grubman drive into the pool party with mm-hmm. her like SUV, and then ends up going to like the drug testing center. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was, Lizzie Grubman. <laughs> I was so excited for her to like... Show up to the party and like show the queens what's what, but like, she, and then we were like so surprised at what she was actually going to. But like, she can't show the queens what's what because she doesn't have what's what because she's going through so much <laughs> shit. I know. I like read something yesterday about how she's possibly facing jail time because she's not uh, showing up to shit. It's like uh, it's. This is why I can't deal with this kind of shit. I, this I know. Is why New York is the queen to me. <laughs> it's like dark in New York, but not too dark. Yeah, it's never. They have the perfect balance. Mm-mm-mm. Um. Anything else on Southern? That's term? it. That's it. I think we talked. We really hit like the major points. Okay, so let's hop on a plane on Charleston AX 
and fly over to LAX for some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm. And the finale party, part two of the, the finale, finale, the part two of the finale party. To get things started, why don't we play a special edition of Peace Corner? Oh and yeah, sure. We'll discuss that because I think if we didn't have him discuss this, we probably just wouldn't discuss this thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's take a listen to P in his corner. Hey y'all, it's P writing in to congratulate you on your fiftieth episode. That is a very long time for two trolls to spend together in one cave. You are both freak of the week, the month, the year, the century. I'm also writing to gather us all together in memoriam for Eden Sassoon, who died on this week's episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, although I do imagine that her ghost will haunt the reunion episodes. Let's remember her. Eden was a bizarre presence in the early part of the season, giving long hugs and having fake soulmate relationships with catfish torso accounts that she met on Plenty of Fish. After that, Eden began to fade away. It seemed that she completely forgot she was being filmed, which is why she spent the rest of the season haunting the background of shots while wearing a Bethany Frankel Ramona Quimby wig. But in this week's episode, somebody reminded her that she was on a TV show, and the realization of that caused her to scream, I've given you so much of my love, my energy, my fucking heart, you bitch, to Lisa Rinna, and then she exploded into a million stars in the night sky. We will remember her fondly. Happy 50th episode. Free Bryn Hoppy from Bethany. Good day. First of all, um, I would like to once again remind people that the thoughts of P don't represent <laughs> the views of this here podcast. Second of all, I think we want to thank P for his well wishes. Yeah, he's, besides Alex, might be our most frequent um, contributor and guest. So thank you, P. Yes, and we specifically asked him to talk about this, Eden Sassoon because I thought like... If we didn't, if we didn't have someone else address her, we just would have forgotten her. Oh no, I beg to differ. I feel like she gave it this crazy energy that I was not expecting. Well, right, like everything else was very like by the books. Like let's all address like what's going on, and then her outburst just came out of nowhere. That's why I think he's right. Like literally, I think someone told her like, <laughs> remember, <laughs> we're giving you a paycheck for this. So like, get back out there, girl, and <laughs> get up in this gig. Get up in this gig. Um, but I think we're seeing the last of her. Mm. I don't even know if does I, she show up in the reunion. I don't remember a clip of her. Mm. But if I'm thinking if I'm she, sure she's not in part one. She'd be in like part three. Two. No, she'd be in, like, the sandwich. I hope they give her, like, one segment like they gave Kim G. Because Kim G did a, bring a lot more to New Jersey than mm. even Sassoon ever did. Mm. Um, so besides that peculiar outburst, Kim... Richards. Richards. Kim R. <laughs> not, not to be confused with Kim D. Or G. Looked beautiful. She did. Beautiful grandmother. Wonderful Has grandmother. Has she worn that dress to a reunion before? I feel like it's not the first time we've seen her in a highlighter, pink. highlighter pink. It was at a reunion, so that's why I was wondering if it was the same dress. Um, speaking of the reunion, she's going to do the thing that I hate again this year. Kim Richards getting it over her head at a reunion. <sighs> Can't she just have like a the one-on-one with Andy moment? Right. That's all we need from Kim. Right. Or let her like do what Brandy did and like sit in a <laughs> Drag room. Drag them in this bitch. <laughs> um, other than that, though. Oh, 
I, I need to stay on Kim for a minute because we both noticed this and I feel like no one else on Twitter during this live tweeting session took note. What was it? Kim and Ken, arm in arm, <laughs> like old pals. Bitch. <laughs> I know I said no bursts about that. I, I like tried to screen cap it, but it was all happening so fast. Oh my God. I couldn't even believe my eyes. She old pals. <laughs> They were standing, or in like the last interaction. Well, Lisa's like giving the toast. Yeah, and Kim is standing there with Ken, like, as if like part of the family, like like, like Pandora. Pandora's uh, person is there. Jared Kushner. <laughs> the Jared Kushner of Real Housewives is there, and then later I saw like Kim embracing him in the background. Mm-mm. Not think, a nasty old man anymore. I think Lisa. There must have been something that happened like off camera, like part of the Lisa's arrangement mm. with. Kyle is that like she be nice to Kim because when she saw Kim when she came in she's like oh I love oh, you and I love that little grandmother let's see pictures when how often do you see him <laughs> I've never done an impression but <laughs> it just like maybe episode um, no you know I also think like Lisa's not dumb and realizes like bullying kim is not a good look either right though i will say my co-worker came up to me the other day and he's like a very new real house mm. beverly hills person and he came up to me and he's like like i see why you're i see your thing with lisa vanderbump i've been watching a few episodes and like she's really like a conniving witch <laughs> and i was like whoa well i think this might be a good time to get some Lisa Vanderpump commentary. Oh, yeah. Um, Neely P. sent us a few of her thoughts. Back from the future. And we will, um, once we hear them, we will discuss. Yes. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brendan. It's Neely P. I want to say congratulations on your 50th episode. And um, my thoughts, just real quick. I know a couple weeks ago I called and said that Rena should get center diamond and I still think that I would be totally fine with her splitting center stage with Eileen or with Erica Jane but my call tonight is to say that I think that LVP should get her diamond snatched away I want her to float away like a Taylor Armstrong to where maybe we see her at the once a year party but I want her gone um that's my one thought. I want to keep this quick for you. But yeah, just um, LVP can go and fight. You'll win permanently. Make that her cause. And just please leave this show because I can only see her on one show and I'm fine just seeing her on Vanderpump. So, all right. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thank you, Neely, once again. Yes, thank you. With some um, great insight. I, uh, I Normally we talk about casting news like at the end of a reunion, but I feel like this this is a good point to discuss it. Lisa Vanderpump. Fight Yulin permanently. Fight Yulin permanently. Do Vanderpump dogs on Vanderpump rules. Like, Lisa shines on Vanderpump rules. Yeah. And, like, this episode where she was, like, telling Kim to, like, scream across the party, like, tell tell Renna. Like, go confront Renna. Yeah, and her closeness to Dorit and PK in particular is really unsettling. Um... She would never do the one once a year party thing. I think she's above that. So like, if if Vanderpump leaves, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I was while I was live tweeting this episode. Uh, I think I got into 
a thread with P. I'd like to see Vanderpump, Kyle, and Kim go. And, like, we know Kyle's never going to go, so this is, like, mm-hmm. a, a pipe dream. But get rid of the three of them. So then you got Eileen, Rena, Erica, Dorit. Let Dorit bring in two minions. Ugh, I don't know. Dorit, like, added... I'm, like, it's just, like, a different fight. I don't want the fight to be around Kim for five more seasons. No, I agree. Um, and, like, I thought... And this might be the perfect time to talk about it. Rena and Dorit's fight was a magnificent battle. It's like a battle of equals, which on this show almost never happens because it's always, like... Right. The wrong people fighting each other. They both had funny things to say. <laughs> like, it was just a good fight. Yeah, and Erica is the puppet, and we're all the masters. We're all the masters. <laughs> yes, that's true. Erica fighting with Dorit is also magnificent. Like, Erica... Dorit fighting with everyone is just so good. Like, I, I understand people not liking her, but she is so good on this show. Erica fighting with PK... Don't call honey, me honey. Is bitch better? Is bitch better? <laughs> Could you imagine if you pulled that? Um, <laughs> but like, that's why I say like, Erica is the master, and like everyone and gets information around her. Yeah. Like when oh, this was episode a couple episodes ago, and I, I think I said it previously, but like, I'm still like shaken by Rena jumping in to protect Erica. And accuse Dorit of doing cocaine. Rena knows where her where her bread is buttered, and that's being friends with Erica. I know, and that's it's so true because I've liked Rena more in the past few yeah. episodes than I have in seasons. Well, here's here's a continuation of my theory. Dorit brings two minions in. She brings them in as like her allies. Mm-hmm. They quickly turn on her and become friends with Erica. And then Dorit's fighting these new women that she brought in. Right. We need, like, we need real friends, though. And I tweeted this at the end. Like, Kyle made a point saying that, like, said something about, like, taking time to get to know people. And, like, I think that's why it didn't work out with Eden or something like that. But, like, that's also exactly why Vanderpump Rules and Real Houses in New York are successful is because there's history. And Southern Charm. And Southern Charm, except it's too dark. Yeah. And, And Atlanta. Like, all those women are friends. Right. Like, despite their fights, they, like, appreciate each other and think they're, like, funny and a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Beverly Hills, do you have much else to say? Uh, I don't know. I think that's it. We should try to get our hands on some uh, Pandora Vanderpump Rosé and see how it mm. tastes. I wrote down Rena saying, all right, who's next? I don't re- really remember the context of that. She, like, shouted that. I think, oh, <laughs> it was when, it was when, like, Eden started fighting with her, and, like, everyone's just fighting with Rena, and she's like, all right, who's next to fight with me? I thought that was, Rena. She's, no, she's won me back. She won me, I mean, she came back from Munchausen. She looked loony during that, and I feel like this season she... She still looks loony, but in She a looks loony in a way. good way. Like, for one, she's not fighting with someone with a terminal illness or, <laughs> or, or battling an with alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I destroyed Dan. Okay. <sighs> Should we go over... Is, is to, it finally time? To our warm blankets. 
the warm blanket, which like we've already each, I think we've watched this episode like probably double digits since Wednesday between the two of us. Any bit of New York content I can get, so whether it be the trailer, which I watched over and over and over, or even the um, video that is the title of this week's episode of Come Through Queen. I was listening to the theme song of the promo ad like on repeat leading up to the, the Wait, my little night out the, like a river okay so let's go to a city between rivers a city between rivers filled with secrets with secrets um i think this is where we should um hear connor's thoughts on connor being real and then react to those because those are some great starting points yes Hello, my come through queen, queens, and congratulations on 50 episodes of what is my favorite podcast. Yes, I'm admitting it now. I'm giving you my brief thoughts on this week's season premiere of Real Housewives of New York, which had me shook to my very foundations. I've just watched it and I'm like, that was so good. I was screaming and hollering and whooping at like so many things. I screamed at Sonia putting her vibrators in the dishwasher or whatever sex ornaments those are. I screamed when I saw Carl's new leather logo look, you know, when they put her name comes up on screen. I like all the new titles and the new kind. It's shot like slightly differently. Like it looks a little bit different this season and I quite like it. Although, can we, can we ask Andrew, our glorious leader, Andy Cohn, if the interviews were shot on green screen because I can't tell like it's I literally paused the episode at one point and like stared at my screen and I couldn't tell which is really unwell but anyway um also Carl's apartment is in like disarray because of the boyfriend that kind of annoys me but I uh I'm so interested in the fact that these are really like well-off women living a lavish life and they still only have apartments like it's such an eye-opener compared to the other franchises where they all have mansions like that in New York nobody has a mansion because it's so fucking expensive and um, there was loads of great stuff I loved the new assistants I love that Sonia has an assistant called Connor that's obviously a reference to me I love that Ramona has a new assistant who looks like a tween she looks like she's about 11 or 12 like did did Ramona find her on Snapchat like how did that work Um, I also died a small death at Ramona and Luann's weird dinner at the end where she's where Luana's like I want you to be truly happy for me are you truly happy for me Oh, anyway, I'm so glad the best show on television is back. Congrats again on 50 episodes. And I can't wait to see y'all for my guest cameo in May. Yes, Queensley. Connor, the city between two rivers is not, is not filled with mansions. There's one mansion and that is Greasy Mansion. <laughs> Especially when that city is overflowing with secrets. Where would we put the mansions? <laughs> I can't wait till he comes here and realizes like there's not like a Rodeo Drive or something of mansions. <laughs> um, uh, for the record, while we're listening to that, Daniel called what you were saying Irish gibberish. No, and that was just the part <laughs> where we were talking about Carol's leather thing. I didn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> but uh, Connor, I, we obviously still love you. That was so earnest. It was like very like Tom Schwartz. <laughs> okay, so let's talk uh, about... His main a... point is production. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the production too. First of all, Connor, you, you couldn't figure out that they were sitting in front of green I screens. know. Like, use your brain. What do you think? Lord of the Rings is like a real golem? <laughs> 
that's not exactly where I was going. <laughs> but I think like in some cities they film in the people's houses. Yeah, but uh, and, maybe the mansions where there's space and room. I know. To film. I guess in the apartment they don't have room. Yeah, there's no there's. No, but Dorinda's was a green screen of the Berkshires, actually, right, right. which was a good a good luck. Yeah, I like the blue. Better than her, like, studio apartment. No. Just kidding. Get and, out of here. And Hannah recently moved yeah, out, so Dorinda she just turned that into the office. An office, yeah, yeah. And there's an in-unit um, uh, washer and dryer, mm. which... Oh, Connor, chef kissing his fingers. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Because we don't have mansions. <laughs> we don't get that in-unit washer and dryer often here mm. in a city between rivers. Yes. Actually, where we're sitting isn't actually between rivers. Where I live is between Yeah, right rivers. now we're like, just kind of like where the rivers split off and then it becomes the ocean, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, other production notes. I was screaming, like we start out and we have that montage between like where it shows everyone. Mm, and like Lu- everyone flitting about the city. Luann's moment <laughs> is her texting Tom and like House of Cards or something. The text shows up on the screen. Or like younger. Or younger. <laughs> that which was filming near my office in the city between rivers. Uh, yeah, I love the new little flares. Of and production. it's just like shot more cinematically. Mm, beautiful. I think that the opening, I think the tagline in the opening like looks better now. I like the song. At first, like people were saying, oh, the song's crazy, but it sounds like a jam. Pe- by people, you mean like you and Alex. Yeah. No one, <laughs> literally no one else talks in, about that. In, in this, in, the people in this apartment were saying that. Right, right, right. Um, I wanted to touch a little bit on Carol's Couch, because that was a big topic of conversation on Twitter.com. Well, when I watched it after the live premiere, I was too drunk to notice. <laughs> and then even still, like the next night, I didn't notice the couch. It's, I think people like who read What Remains mm, noticed the couch mm, because it was actually like a big sentimental, part of that book. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like Lee Redswell gave it to her, and everyone was like, if you're gonna. Well, and- maybe that was like one of the ghost written parts, so it's not oh actually real. Um, but if you look. <laughs> Just kidding, was- Carol, you wrote the whole book. I love you. She was looking for, um, like, different fabrics to reupholster it, which mm-hmm. everyone was like, why would you do that when that fabric is, like, iconic? So, yes, it was noticed. I think it was noticed maybe even in more than one of the memos we got today. Mm. Um, and that was when, that was the scene where... Dorinda Dorinda, which was, the, like, they had a bad season last year. Yeah, but they made amends. Yeah. And Carol's apartment in general, just because Adam moved in, all of his shits everywhere. And there's, like, fucking cats. There's baby. There's two cats. There's two cats. Baby. baby. That's disgusting. There was, like, like, a record player, a camera, like, all this, like, shit everywhere. Oh, my God. This morning, I was taking the elevator down, and there was a man with a dog in it. And then someone... We stopped on another floor, and, like, a woman with a dog was there, and they started barking at each other. I was just like, can you all shut the fuck up? I want to, like, get out of this building. All these animals... I'm sick of the animals. Oh my god. I, for the record, like dogs, so send all your... I know, but I feel like if you're living in the city, like, it's not the place for a dog. A city between rivers. <laughs> There's no room in our apartments for go, dogs. Go, go move somewhere where you have a lawn or something. I actually, while we're talking about the dogs, I wanted to... Oh my god. <laughs> There's a lot of dog promo. I forgot episode. who tweeted something, but someone, it was, I wish I could credit them right now because it was such a funny tweet to me. Someone was like, there's nothing sadder than watching a housewife's dog get old. It's a race <laughs> to the death between it's Co- Coco and... Coco, Cookie, Cookie, Aston. And Aston. But we don't see too much of Aston. But we saw Aston on um, Tom's 
roof. Oh, okay. I missed that too. <laughs> well, we we saw Tom's apartment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And did you notice the one iconic piece of memorabilia no. in Tom's kitchen? No. The camera like stayed on it for like a second. I know. He has a cookie jar and it says Tommy's Cookies. Oh, that's kind of like how Chloe has like those big jars of cookies. No, 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 no. This is like one of those ceramic cookie jars that like is in like Like a, honey, like like Winnie the Pooh hat has that says honey on it? Yeah. And it said <laughs> it said Tommy's Cookies. How are you not shook by this news? I, I, I like it. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> We're coming on. You just broke my computer. Um so what else? Should we get to our next call about the fashions and other things that we don't feel comfortable as men talking about? Yeah, I mean I didn't like barely notice the fashions unless it's like when Dorinda was wearing the scuba outfit last year. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a listen to your former roommate Sam. Yes. Alright. Hi, Dan and Brendan. This is your old roommate, Sam. I am calling to leave some thoughts on New York City, Real Housewives. So many thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I promise to keep it short, though, and I'll just go in opening sequence order. So, Dorinda, she looks amazing. Love everything she wears. Great work. I am obsessed with her. Can't wait to see what's in store. Ramona, she has always been one of my most uh, one of my favorites. She's definitely the most impressive on looks. I mean, woman's like really pushing 60 and she usually looks amazing. Um, but she went overboard with the Botox this season, don't we all think? What happened to the all natural she used to pride herself on? Um, besides that, she's still herself. So I'm looking forward to her, you know, and her shit stirring this season. I feel bad for Sonia. She seems like a legitimately nice person. And production and Bethany paint her as pathetic every chance they get. Um, but the vibrator in the dishwasher was interesting. Good little, you know, scene. Carol is most definitely with her, hashtag, and I love it. Uh, it looks like she may argue with Ramona about politics, and that is going to be amazing. Luann, I can go on and on, but I'll just say I hope this isn't a, like, Sheena Marie Shea situation and we'll see later on in real time if there's a divorce or a separation because that would be really sad. Um, also, did anyone catch her black nail while she was on the phone with her wedding planner? It was really weird. Uh, Tinsley, TBD, I'm looking forward to her, though. I think she's going to be great. And Bethany, I am a true Bethany fan, and I am so happy that she sold her apartment. I think she's going to keep it light this season since everyone hated her last time around, and she'll probably win back all her fans. She always does. And last thoughts, Jill Zarin. Bye. Love you guys. All right. Thank you, Sam. And actually, she is the first person who's actually called through Queen to 717-47-FREAK. That's 717-47-FREAK. It's so much easier than even like, you know, you record a little voice memo. You have to remember what the podcast email addresses, but obviously feel free to do that as well. But call call through Queen if you so desire. So um, one mention about the black nail with Luann. Oh. I just did a Google search and someone made the great point. Maybe she just stubbed it in a door. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it had some special meaning. No, um, one nail is, like one nail painted is sometimes like, 
indication that someone's like in the queer community, especially among mm. women. Oh yeah, you loved a, a, a painted nail back in the day. Back at like 2014, but yeah. like I don't think that that's what Lou's signaling. Mm. I think maybe she just like slammed in the door. Uh, Sam did talk about Beth's apartment. Yes, which I thought th- that whole plot line in this first episode made her look so bad. I think she wanted. I think she tried a few different things to look good this episode, but they all blew up in her face. How could she think this looked good? Especially when she was like receiving the offer in front of the assistants, one of which is one of the girls that we saw during Michelle Collins's live show at UCB. I don't know if right. you took note of that. But like, Bethany's always been like the strong, <clears throat> independent woman who's like, sisters doing it for ourselves. And so. I think she was like, oh, yeah, people, like, I'm negotiating up. I deserve this money. That but like, sort of thing. But, like, talking about, like, $6.75 million versus $6.99 million is, like... Yeah. I don't know. Are we supposed to be, like, rooting for you for getting the extra, like, $250,000? I think the people who watch this show for, like, things that are aspirational, mm. maybe. Because, like, I don't know if they do it as much anymore, but they always used to, like, put, like, prices. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was very, like... OC, when, like, the gates were opening. And, like, Beverly Hills, like, when they would have a party in early, up, early seasons. Did you know? Or, like, when Jill Zarin was buying something. Um, or, no, when Teresa would, like, go and buy and pay all cash, and then we see where that <laughs> Yeah, her. I did say, I know that that apartment, like, has a lot of negativity for her, but I'm like, that apartment's fucking beautiful. The Tribeca one? Oh. I don't really remember the beauty of it all. Did I you was, watch this episode? No, I was just they like... They, like, focused a lot on, like, well, no, what it looked I like. Feel, well, I feel like a lot of it was also, like, her crying walking through it. No, that <laughs> was the old clips. They had, like, I a know. whole moment where they, like, showed, like, sweeping shots um, of, like, what the apartment looks like. I was just, like, not rooting for her at that point, so... <laughs> <laughs> Looking down, playing your Nintendo SDS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what else happened during this episode? Um, well, one thing that I think we forgot to talk about during Connor's call and Sam mentioned also, Connor calls sex toys, sex ornaments. Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like you hang it on the, the, the Christmas tree. Uh, a lot happened in this episode. I I know it was a lot, especially for like an intro episode. What was the highlight for you? Mine was definitely the Dorinda and Carol sisterhood restarting. Well, yeah, that was a highlight, but also that Lou, Ramona, sit-down dinner, like, feud season three to... Oh, I thought you were, like, talking about something that happened in season three, no, so I was trying I mean, to think back. No, no, I'm talking about, like, not Diana and Charles, not Betty Davis and... This John reminds Crawford. me of, like old school Ramona and Lou like seasons four and five they <laughs> like would... Lou yelling at her to wish her well <laughs> right like do you remember that sit down they had in like the park in season five and like Lou was like yelling at her again oh, that was like the the what are you gonna pull out of your pinot hat yeah your pinot tricks? filled hat um yeah so this was very yeah, familiar yeah, in that yeah, way yeah, yeah. um Let's. We don't get all the ladies in one place. That's true. It's all like boop, 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 boop. But... And like Dorinda's usually the glue bop, bopping around. Like she went and had lunch with Ramona, like sitting on the air conditioner as usual. <laughs> they didn't sit in the air conditioner this year. 
Um, but that is an icon, an underutilized <laughs> or underappreciated iconic regular staple of Real Houses in New York is a weird salad lunch <laughs> at Ramona's apartment. And it's they're always eating a salad that she ordered from somewhere else yes. and yeah. drinking out of the same china. Last year was the year they got on the AC. And then a few years ago was Aviva Sonia and Ramona and Aviva's yelling at her. It's about, about the, the children who are missing legs. Uh, Beautiful salad lunches. I want to go for a salad lunch, but it feels like it does get hot in that apartment. She doesn't want us there, as per (laughs) (laughs) Wednesday night. Oh, Uh, yeah. So, speaking of that, um, not that, but I now know what you're talking about. Should we get to our next call? Because it has a lot of good points for what I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Moving forward. All right. This is Lucy, uh, who we've heard from before, who has great new york talking points so let's take a listen hi guys it's lucy back with another voice memo hopefully less rusty this time i did use it over the weekend to record a psychic reading at a very camille grammar-esque psychic party Uh, but i don't want to tease you with more audio like the luann one because this nancy drew needs like um, a csi expert because the audio i recorded of her is um Yeah, inaudible, unfortunately. So sorry to get your hopes up with that. But speaking of Luann and audio, do yourself a favor and listen to Money Can't Buy You Class back to back with Monster Mash. My brain is so fired up over this. I'm not sure the conclusion I'm drawing. Maybe Luann's the monster voice. Maybe they're both the best party song ever. Maybe if you listen to both at the same time, you'll open up Bermuda Triangle and teleport to Scary Island. I don't know, but something's going on there. Um, So the episode, Ronnie, this is like our Super Bowl, as Michael Rappaport would say. Here are my thoughts. Um, Bethany, oh my God, did she show her hand when she said she'd go to Luann's wedding as a paid appearance with product placement at the bar. I'm sure this is how she negotiates every single scene she films, but it was really jarring to hear her say it out loud. Yikes. Um... Seeing Carol's iconic tiger print couch holding on by threads was so symbolic of, you know, the cool Carol we once loved just slipping away from us. Also, sliding into cohabitation is the easiest way to trap yourself in a dead-end relationship. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, Ramona, I can't thank her enough. I've been stressing about what to say at my brother's wedding. And I think the classic, I toast your marriage and I hope you don't fall on your face will be more than appropriate. Um, Okay, some fashion talk real quick. I could listen to Sonia describe her wardrobe as Bethany makes fun of it all day long. Uh, This is the first time I found Bethany likable in a really long time. And I wish Sonia, I wish there was Instagram when Sonia was in her heyday because I know all the women say she's delusional, but I believe all these stories she's telling me and I wish I could see photos. So some other observation, Sonia's dress she wears while doing her tagline, it's the same dress as she did, as she wore in the season eight reunion, but in black, and it's Sonia Morgan, New York, and I'm sure they never made a second season, so yeah, it's the same dress in a different color. Luann's confessional dress is also the same dress she wore to Bethany's Mexican-themed finale party, and Ramona's vest is the body of Sonia's beloved dog, Milu, whose funeral was the highlight of season six. So I know some people are not into the 
political talk on Ronnie, but I'm excited for this Ramona Carroll debate next week. Honestly, I want to hear this political discussion between baby boomer white women because that was ultimately the most surprising group uh, when it came to polling. So I'm interested to see this play out. Okay, well, congrats on 50 episodes. So proud of you. Keep it up. Bye. Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> Ron, stop. Ron. Ron. I've never heard it been called Ronnie. Yeah, I normally call it, call it like Roni in my brain. Like, I like a Roni. R-H-O-N-Y. <laughs> um, but I think before we get to the rest of all of the gems that were in that call... We wanted to test out the theory theory of Money Can't Buy You class slash Monster Mash. So we're going to play a little back-to-back sample. Yes, and see if it adds up. Yes. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friends. They did the Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. Well, I think if you rhyme mash and cash, <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I felt it. You felt it. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> it, all right. So Lucy gave us so much to work with here. First of all, the phrase "my brain is so fired up over this" <laughs> is something I can foresee myself using in the future. I feel like you used it in the past as well. Probably <laughs> something like that. Um, there's so much. Before we get to the political part, the thing about Carol sliding into cohabitation is the easiest <gasps> way to end up at a dead end. <laughs> oh no, I feel like this is, this is it. This is us. I mean, Adam has those, like, beautiful golden locks. Mm. You might as well just, like... Beautiful vegan meals, wonderful journalist. How many like, good summers does she have last? I think at this point it may be like three, f- three or four. Okay, so spend that, and then whatever. Come, what what remains? What then? Adam can write <laughs> his own. What remains? Oh my god! No, she means good summers. Not that she's going to actually die. Okay, Just they're not bad. Su- they're going to be bad summers at that point. True. Um. Okay. What else? Um. The politics of it all. Yeah. I, this is one of the most exciting things for me, like, to watch. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, we're going to have to, like, live through this entire thing. But we've never had, like, housewives, like, delve into politics in this way. The closest thing that I really remember that stands out is remember, like, when the recession was happening... And, like, Jill was, like, commenting on the recession. And she's mm-hmm. like, ah, like, I'm still going to do my renovations. Right. But um, she made a great point, Lucy did, about baby boomer white women. Mm-hmm. Like, to a lot of people's surprise, went for Trump. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see this. And, and we learned this past week that Ramona... Oh, that well, Luann. Well, yeah, we learned a lot of things this past week. We yes. learned that Luann was at Mar-a-Lago. And then she was in- interviewing with Mike.com. Yes, with Evan Ross Katz. Yes. Evan Katz Ross. Evan Ross Katz. Evan Ross Katz. Uh, and he asked about her showing up at Mar- Mar-a-Lago, and she was like, oh, like, 
doesn't mean anything. Like, it's not like I'm support. I'm, it's not like I went there to go feed him grapes. I was just there. Da, da, da. Yeah, but not to get too into the weeds. Like, people go to Mar-a-Lago these days during the weekend because they can get FaceTime with yeah. the president and the cabinet. So... Or feed him grapes, maybe. Or feed him grapes. <laughs> I don't want to see the receipts of there not being any grape feeding. Um, but well, Ramona, Ramona part, yeah. What? There's a video that was already posted, a preview for next week. Oh, yeah, Where yeah. they're in Bethany's apartment talking about it. And Ramona says, she doesn't say exactly but her emails, but she says <laughs> she'll be interested to see how the whole email thing works out. <laughs> And this was one another thing about this week's episode where I think Bethany thought she was doing the right thing, but it looks really tone deaf now. Do you remember when Carol was at our apartment and Carol? They sort of like goofily edited Carol talking about. Oh yeah, it. yeah, and like and like like Bethany's like opening ovens and like calling their cookie. She's like talking to baby like, oh, your mother's crazy, like yada yada oh, yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a tactic by Bethany. She thought that the election was going to go differently, mm. so she wanted to look like the non. Crazy person yeah. in the situation. Oh, I see what you're saying. And like, come across as like calm, cool, collected. Doesn't like get into the weeds of politics. Mm, mm. But I think, and I know it's not going to be this. Like, I know there's probably people screaming about how much they hate Carol Radswell, like in places around mm, the world mm, now. But mm. like, I think like as far as like the people that we <laughs> hang out with, it's Carol is the winner here. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But it's still, yeah, it's a very interesting thing that we've never dived into. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you have, Dan? For New York. Yeah. We haven't met Tinsley yet. Yeah. But we did get her intro about mugshots and eyelashes. Yeah, like an eyelash, a fake eyelash can fix anything, even a mugshot. It's very like, but I'm pretty. Mm, but I'm pretty. Kristen Takeman. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was a good intro episode. Like, we need them all in one place. Which, is that gonna happen next week? Yeah, I, I think, it looks like they go to a, some sort of gathering at Sonia's. Mm, mm, mm. Probably, that's where they'll probably all meet Tins. Oh, we didn't talk about Bethany and Son going through her dresses, which was a good look on both of them. Yeah. That's also, like, Bethany, like, getting over her grudge with Sonia. And Sonia, being like, funny. getting over her, like, attachment to the past. Yeah. We saw so many rooms that I've <laughs> never seen in Sonia's house. And we saw Connor. We saw Connor being real. <laughs> Who knew that Connor from Come Through Queen was... An intern. An intern at Sonia's house. That's where you Surprise. Um, no, but, like, we saw, like, the... The daughter's room. The daughter's room, but I guess we had previously seen that from another angle, but we saw that, like, huge bathroom that mm-hmm. where she keeps all her clothes. Yeah. And, like, whereas she's always in that, like, weird bathroom off her off her bedroom. Well, that, that townhouse is, like, multiple stories, so I think that's why, like, there's so much of it we haven't seen. Right. But we're always that, those in that, stories have stories. We're always in like that dingy hallway, mm, the foyer, with the red carpet, and then in her room, and then like in her bathroom. That's always and like, the kitchen. Yeah, in the ba- the toilet in her bathroom is just like the cheese stands alone <laughs> in the middle of the room. Ugh. <sighs> okay. I would love to visit. Is that it for New York? I think that's it for the thousands <laughs> of shows we just had to cover. Yes. Um. <clears throat> So we obviously have to end the episode with the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. The Freak, this feels like 
100 years ago, but yet still is the freak. It was allegedly this week. Yeah, allegedly, in between these 4,000 episodes. So, I mean, like, we're just going to give it to Kendall Jenner. Ooh, that Pepsi commercial. And the fact that, like, Chris went in and got Pepsi to apologize to Kendall instead of, like, all of the marginalized communities who mm-hmm. were affected and offended by this Pepsi commercial. Yeah, I'm curious to see whether or not this pops up. Yeah. There was a really funny up. There was a really funny um Jezebel article where Bobby Finger imagined like the episode mm. of oh, I, I, up with the Kardashians. I saw the headline but I was like so crazy at work I couldn't read it. It was funny. Everyone check it out. So Dan, who are the queens? Well, I think it's appropriate for this week and for a come through queen one year anniversary that it's us just kidding no. <laughs> you freak no uh that it's the real houses of new york because they are who really inspired us they inspire us every day to, to create this podcast every day so every day in my life i'm looking for real houses <laughs> of new york content mm-hmm. i believe it is i know i've said vanderpump rules is the best show on television i know i'm like printed in saying that yes but, but you were fibbing I truly believe that Real Houses of New York is the best show on television. Uh, so that that's it for this week. That's it for this year. Well, of, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. But like, that's it for this season. We're, we're wrapping a little bow on this one year anniversary. Yeah, um, we really, really, really would like if you would leave us a review. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to hear how. We can improve and what we can do better mm-hmm. to serve you. Yeah. Uh, subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. We're on Twitter and Facebook. And Instagram. And Instagram. You'll see a picture of me, Alex, and Luann there, I, I promise. Um, you'll see not a, You'll see a picture of not me nor Erica Jane. So yeah. don't look for that. <laughs> don't look for that. <laughs> um. And you can find Dan at IDKIDK on Twitter. I blocked him briefly this week um, because it was just getting to be too much. (laughs) I I wasn't even tweeting. Um, You can find me at NotBrendan. Feel free to block me for a week, then add me back. Um, Uh, You could call us at 717-47-FREAK. That's 717-47-FREAK. And you could like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. We and will- we are going to end the show with... Oh, yes. I forgot. <laughs> uh, if you guys loved Fake Perfect Illusions, you're going to love Fake Change of the Rhythm. I feel like I just like want to live in this imaginary world of fan-made versions. So Yeah, so... Um- change of the rhythm, change of the rhythm. Bye. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.